Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your with your hosts, Kyron Morrison, which is me, of course, and my good friend Joel McDonald. How are you? I'm very good, my good friend. No, okay, I'm, no more good friends. We're done now. No, no, that's, no yeah, that's, too, that's too, in your it, bin. We're not that good. It's fine. Uh, we're just friends. We're not good friends. Uh, I'm good, Kyron. You're good? I'm good. That's yes. good, Joel. Uh, what have you been up to, man? Um, no, not a lot. Just a lot of work. Uh, work oh, and man, baby I, stuff. I hear you, man. I just, yeah. obviously I had a wonderful week off after PAX Australia to recharge, which was the best, except for when I got back to work and realized that the second I leave work, I don't know what happens, but I, no one does my job, so... Yeah, cool. It's awesome. like, cool. Why, why do I have holidays? Oh, to give myself my work when I go back, of course. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Excellent yeah. news. Cool. Sweet. <laughs> um, now, I, I, well, I've sort of just caught up, I think. Like, I think, I don't know whether it's packed box or not, but like, I started getting a little bit sick over the last couple of days. I don't but know Joel, just, last time you said you were just permanently sick, so it shouldn't be an issue for you. I, I am, but I'm like, I'm like a slightly, like a level so above. The, pal- sick, the, the, like, the scales are like tipping a bit. Yeah, yeah, like I'm, I'm slightly above my like my average. Your average, <laughs> um, my average sickness ratio. Fair enough. My, yeah. my ASR. Um, like to be fair, like what happened with my work is just, it's just Christmas is coming. Yeah, that's, that's a very that's the reality we're dealing with here. It is so, imminent. No matter who, imminent. no matter who was doing my job while I was gone, they were in for a bad time. So I hold, yep. I have no grudges. That's except fair. Yeah. walking back in and going, why? Why do I it go either, away? It was either going to be you or someone else. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's fair. Um, no, we've had a lot of a uh, lot of uh, end of year functions starting to to ramp up at work as well. So we had like a few lockouts as well, which has been fun. Lockouts are kind of fun because then you have to worry about like you're just going to serve the people that are actually there. So that's oh yeah, good. It sounds significantly easier. Yeah, I, it's not because it's a lot more busier. Like you, you've got a lot more stuff to do, and true, and, but and, it's 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 like the same people at least. At a yeah, point. and it's good, especially in my work where we're encouraged to like encourage people to have fun. Like, so we we like try and play games with them and like challenge them to games so they can win prizes and and things. So when you've got people there to do that too, it sort of makes your job a little bit easier, <laughs> I guess. Uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 been good. It's been uh, doing that and uh, you know hanging out with Griffin. All that kind of stuff. So he's doing well. That's good. Yeah, it's very good. Now we've, we've been we went to a a uh, first like a, a crash course first aid course this morning. Oh yeah, that was how we started our day. So that was interesting. Um, it was all sort of like kind of common sense stuff, but it was like a couple of things that were like, all right, cool, that's good to know. Yeah, well, that's the thing. At least yeah. you know. Yeah. No, and uh, we went to a baby expo last week. That was pretty... Okay, so I will actually bring this up because we went to a baby expo last last Friday because um, I had the day off and Ash went last year when she was pregnant with Griffin. Yeah. And she said it was really good. So she asked if I wanted to go again this year. It was like a free... You get a free ticket. You just register online. It's actually really good. So if you if you are expecting or if you've got little ones, um, the it's called, I think it's called the Pregnancy and Baby Expo. Um, and they're all around Australia, but this one was um, this one was at the convention center, which is why I want to bring it up because it's really weird. Like I've done it before, but never that close. Yeah, that would have been strange, honestly. Like yeah. the week after. Yeah, literally a week. Like the week before, I was walking in, like rocking out to the Doom music, and like the show floor was packed full of games, and the lights were all low, and it looked really atmospheric and all that kind of jazz. This time, the lights were well and truly on. 
Um, and it was basically the size of what the games area of the show floor was, Not, like from like the queue hall to tabletop, basically. That's the size they used. Um, and it was just weird walking around here. I was wearing my pack shirt as well. I'm like, this feels odd. This feels strange, <laughs> but... But yeah, it was good. We got a high chair for Griffin. That was cool. Nice. Uh, until, until I realized I had to carry it back on the tram back to Docklands. Rookie from the mistake. Center. Yeah, that was that was interesting. At like three in the afternoon. So that oh, was pretty. Oh no! It's pretty pretty interesting. Um, but I did it, uh, and we also won like a, we won like a photo, like a a photo package, as well. Apparently, we found out this week that we oh. and it was with like the photographers we kind of wanted to get photos with. So that kind of worked out really well. Um, so it's a lovely little bonus. Yeah, it was good because it's cool. You go around, you, you, your ticket is a QR code, and every, like pretty much every booth have like freebies or competitions to enter if you scan your QR code. So if you stop at a booth, you just they were always like, "Do you want to scan your QR code?" And you go, "Well, yeah, obviously I do because it doesn't take much, and <laughs> I can win stuff or get free shit." Um, uh, the ratio to free shit was a lot better, like 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 practical free shit. If I'm comparing it to packs. <laughs> it was it was there was less like oversized t-shirts from like gaming pc gaming manufacturers that i don't really care about the to... big the big question the main question <laughs> were there any hype men there weren't there were not See? although people were people were very very like eager to get you to come over to their stalls. i mean so that's that's fine but like as was... long as they weren't obnoxious like those other people were I mean, it wasn't. They they were as obnoxious as they they probably could be at a pregnancy and baby expert. <laughs> um, so, which is oh. to say, they were quite lovely. So, um, but yeah, I just thought, I thought I'd bring that up because it, it was an interesting sort of like weird moment of like literally one week after like going yeah. to day one of PAX, walking back into the same place and just seeing it filled with prams and like pregnant people and and That's like, the, uh... families. That's the duality of the of the life of a gamer who's also a parent. Yeah, that's it. We I have, was I, I think I was in the minority there though. I couldn't I couldn't pick out any more. That's still like for your particular example, like that's right up there with um obviously uh with the Doom Eternal delay happening. I've been seeing all those amazing tweets about the duality of man now that Doom Eternal's <laughs> coming out the same day as Animal <laughs> yeah. Crossing. It's just yeah. it's perfect. Just like I, one thing against the other thing and just the contrast. Oh god, the I've, contrast. I've never seen a tweet that relates to me more than those, twi- <laughs> like, than those tweets about that. I'm just like, that's me. Like, I want to play both of those games really badly. Oh man, <laughs> I really want to. I'm going to solve this demon in half and rip out his heart. But also, I'm going to have a lovely little picnic with my villager, <laughs> my villager friends, and give Ooh, them all at- flowers. <laughs> oh, someone's brought over some strawberries for me. Lovely. <laughs> I'm going to shake this tree. Then back to like yeah, good shit. Um, but yeah, anyway, that was that was my the look into my mind over the last. <laughs> nice. Oh boy. Well, in that case, if that's uh, really all that's been going on for you, Joel, I think it's time to roll into our first segment, quest log. I know I said dope on note, but it's quest log. In fact, I heard that. I was like, oh, mission completed. <laughs> Quest log. So, of course, quest log is the part of the show where we talk about what we've been playing. Uh, being completely honest with you, with my week off that I probably should have used to play any number of games in my pile of shame from this year that I could have played. Instead, I had elected to play a, basically a full playthrough of Final Fantasy X. And okay, so right. I I will not talk about it because. 
I mean, I love that game, but it's also good. So it's an old game now, and I'm I'm sure I've you know mentioned my love of it in the past. Uh, but that's what I did. Irresponsible, but it was just such it's such, like nothing encapsulates like a holiday for me, like just chilling out and playing a 30, 40 hour JRPG. So that's why I did it. So it's comfort, like it's comfort gaming. We've spoken about that before. Absolutely. It's hundred percent comfort gaming. And that's, that's a good thing sometimes that's why, just that's to why, remind yourself why you why, like video games. That's why JRPGs are one of the best genres. Don't at me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> instead, we'll throw it across to you, Joel, because you've actually got something interesting and new to bring to the table. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'll, I, I will bring it up, but I'm not going to talk about it that much, just apart from to say that I'm really enjoying it. But um, uh, you lent me your copy of Control. So I started playing that, and uh, yeah, like I said, really enjoying it. But not going to bore you with that, because I want to finish it first. I did. Before Joel, I can... it was meant to be a trade. I Look, look, look. You can take my copy of Astral Chain if you want. <laughs> I, next time I see you, I will bring it for you. Because oh, I just, man. I don't know if I'm... Gonna, I, it's not a bad thing. I, I... I mean, look, I, I could bring up Astral Chain now. Like, I really... oh wow! So that's it. Like, you are just gonna you're gonna call it. Well, I'm not gonna call it because I I am gonna finish it. I do want to finish it, but I feel like I've just left it too long to talk about now. <clears throat> um, but yeah, Control's been really good. I'm really enjoying that. But once I finish it, I'll probably talk about it a bit more, so we can sort of you're not sort of like biting your tongue. <laughs> with me just going, I wonder what this thing means, and you're just going, mm, finish the game. Um, Jokes on you. You'll still have questions. Oh yeah, I, I no doubt about that. Um, I'm I love it. Like that, I was hooked from like the first five minutes, and like the title sequence that looked like a fucking HBO TV series. Uh, I was like, yeah, this is great. I'm super into it. Um, but yeah, okay. Astral Chain is look. It's very good. It's very it's classic platinum combat with a bit of a twist on it that they, you know, they always sort of do, I guess. They sort of put their a little spin on things when they're trying to do something a bit different. Um, but if you're not familiar with it, Astral Chain is a... Uh, it's uh, it's anime space cops. Like anime future cops, basically. Uh, you have this thing called a Legion. Or you've got, by the end of the game, like, well, the point I'm up to now, you've got five of them that you collect. And you can swap between them, and they all do, have different functions. Um, and it's basically like this sort of um, uh, beast from the astral plane, which I plane control is so funny because they keep talking about the astral plane a lot, and they also do in Astral Chain. And I was like, this is really funny that these two games came out like the same day, basically. Um, but yeah, and so you you can call them out, and, and they're sort of linked to you, uh, which opens up to like some really interesting combat maneuvers, uh, where like for instance you can. So you control your character around and you can attack and all that sort of stuff. You've got um, like a heavy sword. You've got um, pistols for like ranged combat that don't do that much damage, but you can sort of do a bit of like crowd control with it. Uh, and then you've got like a fast moving, like a like a quick baton sort of thing. Um, and then your legion will attack on its own accord as well. Um, but you can also send it out so that you can sort of like hit, I think, R2 and it'll dash out in front of you towards an enemy if it's got like an enemy within range and start attacking that particular enemy uh, and then you hit it again it'll call it back to you so if you want to call it back to help protect you or, or anything like that um and uh but then you've got this chain that links the two of you together so you can also uh for instance wrap around you can control the 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 legion on its own with the right thumbstick while you're holding down i think 
L1. Um, and you can move them around freely as well. So you can like basically like wrap around an enemy and it'll bind it um, depending on the size of the enemy. If it's like a boss, it won't do it for very long. But um, it'll bind it in place where you can get a whole bunch of free shots in and also like sort of finish in like a combo move as well um, because it's platinum game. So it's all about combo moves and all that sort of stuff as you'd expect. Um, the, yeah, the combat's really interesting and really fun. I really like the idea behind it. Um, I just feel at this point where I'm at in the game, it feels too long. I feel like I, I had like a big boss fight sort of that felt like a climax and I felt like we could have, like they could have wrapped it up. Um, they could have, there's still questions that it, like I have that I'm sort of asked, looking for answers for. Not, I mean, I was going to yeah. say, you sound like you're being pretty generous because... I mean, obviously I haven't played Astral Train myself, but everything I've heard about it is basically like, hell, like this game, like it plays really well, but the story is super generic and tropey and just sort of happens. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's it's super anime and not like fun. Sort not of like, wink, not like Persona management. 5 is anime. No, no, like, because like Persona 5 is super tropey, but it almost knows it and it leans into it a little bit. And, you yeah, sort of, and, it, and it still tells a good story. A strong story. It still story. tells a good story. And the characters are so likable that exactly. you don't care that you sort of buy into those tropes because tropes are like, I guess, they're, they're cliches for a reason because they're popular. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And for, for Persona 5 to be able to go, all right, cool, we're going to make you care about these characters over this 110 hours that you're playing through this game um, by using these tropes. Like, it works. Whereas this game, it... I really hope they get another run at it. They 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 have another crack at it, and they sort of do lean into the tropes a little bit more. I think they tried to, but it just doesn't stick quite as well. Um, I still think uh, Marie slash Lappy is the best character of the year. One of my favorite characters of the year. He's so endearing. Um, and uh, but yeah, I, like I'm I, I was gonna say I'm not gonna go into details of the story because of spoilers and stuff like that. But like it doesn't really matter all that much. If you want to play this game, if you're interested in this game from like the trailers and stuff, um, and the combat looks interesting to you, you're gonna have fun with it. Um, there's a lot of unlockables and stuff, and I, when I first started playing it, I'm like, oh, cool! I can't wait to do a couple more runs of this. And at the point I'm at now, I'm like, I'm probably not going to, um, just because I, I, I want to get through the story. It just I feel like it's a little bit too long. If it was just that little bit shorter, um, I think it probably would have been all right. This is really entertaining and fun which it is, but it just seems like it's dragging on a little bit now. Um, but it's, it's cool. It's got its own anime intro song and it's like, it's shot for shot, like a, like an anime intro with like the character pops up and it's like such and such playing this person and you know, all that kind of stuff. It's very like that's So when you're starting, you're like, cool, they're, they're going for that tropey vibe. They're leaning into it. That's really cool. Um, but I just, yeah, I think it's, uh, it starts to take itself a little bit too seriously which is sort of the downfall of it. Um, it's it's tough for me, and it, like it's not really fair to compare these two games because uh, different teams and whatnot. One particular person not being involved, but the last platinum game I played was Near Automata. Yeah, yeah, and that game had the incredible gameplay, but also had one of the best stories I think I've had the joy of witnessing in a video game. Yep. absolutely, hundred uh, percent, and just a, a really interesting. What it was still doing interesting stuff with. A combat, but B how it told the story. Um, yes, but the by the fact that like you get to that first like like ending A, and you're like, when I'm when I'm done, you're like, no 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 no, you got five more playthroughs, and people are like, 
oh, I have to play this game five times. It's like, no, but it's different. It's almost like they play through the chapters and yeah. It's really Very cool. clever game. Like mm. if you haven't, if you still haven't played Nero Thomas, so like, oh, it's so good. What are, you wait- what are you waiting for? Go yeah, and play it right please, now. Please yeah, go and play it. It's You won't regret it. Well, you might. Like, I know some people who weren't a huge fan of it, but that's because it wasn't their type of game. But I totally get that. But if you've seen something from so Nero cool. and it interests you and you haven't played it yet, then play it. But whereas Astral Chain, I, I really like, because I, I was kind of looking for something a little bit like popcorn, blockbustery vibe. Uh, and it does deliver on that. But again, I just feel it's a little bit too long. Um, the other element I briefly will touch on with, with the game is like, it's not all just platinum combat. It's um, there's like detective stuff in there, so it's a little bit like, I guess it's it feels like, I, I guess Phoenix Wright light almost. Whereas like you're like at certain points in the story, you you got to go around. There's like open areas where you go to, and you go around. There's like side quests you can do, and a couple of main quests and things, and you can clean up this stuff called uh Redshift, which is like this stuff where you can use your Legion to clean it up. And it basically it sort of half powers your legion, and I think it turns into resources you can use to upgrade it and stuff as well. Because um, there's like, you know, RPG light mechanics, all that sort of stuff that you would expect from a platinum game. Um, but there's also like going around and like helping people out, and it sort of at at certain points I got a real yakuza vibe with some of the side stories. They weren't as batshit crazy as some of the yakuza ones. The yakuza um, stuff is yakuza. The yakuza team is. A unique team. Yeah, yeah. There was there was no there was no men in their underwear running around talking about like wanting to collect videos and of 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 women and things like that. There was nothing like that. Um but like there's uh there's some mini games which look, mini games were not good. One of them was a slide puzzle one and I was like, Really? Okay, cool. Um and there's other ones that use like motion controls, so like balance boxes and stuff which were not great um and there's uh like collecting evidence about things as well so you might get to a general crime scene the overall like the 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 main quest there you go to talk to people or you investigate stuff using your detective mode detective vision sort of thing that the version of this game i think it's called iris um which you can switch on and off at free will and it like highlights things in the in the environment for you to uh, investigate and maybe get some clues for and it basically adds it to your notebook <clears throat> if it's something that even if it's not important if it, there are some parts where you're looking at in like text boxes where something will be in red and it'll add that to your notebook okay. uh, and it's, at certain points in the game like before like when you're finished like exploring an area you report back and you'll have to go through and they'll ask you questions about what you think's going on there and you've got to select what you think is the right answer for those situations so that's where that sort of phoenix right sort of element comes in where it's like well they were talking about this, this person was talking about this hmm i wonder what that means and it'll open your notepad and you'll go oh there's just like details about each thing you go all right i think it's to do with this particular thing and you pick it and it goes yes of course that's a good idea like you know maybe we should look into that more um i say it's like phoenix right light because it just doesn't feel as i don't know satisfying it feels like just ticking boxes Always, no well, way. I mean, like, if a game, like, it's tough because if you're not going to focus entirely, because like, Phoenix Wright succeeds because it's so good at what it is. Yeah, exactly. It's but, doing that, that one but, thing and it's doing it very well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's always going to be tough if you're a game try. Like, I mean, 
not saying that they were directly aiming for the Phoenix Wright stuff, but just even just wading into that area. Yeah. You know, it sort of invites a comparison. It's just like, well, look, it's good, but it's not as good as the game that does just that. But I mean, it's again, it's hard to be as good as Phoenix Wright, really. Let's be honest here. Yeah. Of course, like uh, but, Capcom. But, uh, where, where's our next Phoenix Wright? You yeah. owe us. Yeah, right. no, they're going to release it on like everything else. They're going to release it on graphics calculators next, I think. Um, but I, 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 all this aside, all this sort of like, I guess me sort of being negative about it, I still enjoy the game. But I found myself when I was playing it, when I'm not playing it, I'm not thinking about wanting to play it again. If that makes sense. Which I sort of was, I, I sort of thought about that like a week or two after I like after starting play when it came out, um, and I was like, I'm not like getting home from work and going, oh, I'm gonna eat dinner, I'm gonna put Griffin down, Ash is gonna go to bed, I'm gonna see that I'm gonna play like three hours of uh, of Astral Chain. It was like once I got into it, I was like, okay, cool, I'm back in, I'm having fun, it's all good, but I wasn't actively seeking that out, <clears throat> which I was sort of like alarm bells ringing. It's still a, a, a fine game, I think. I just think it's a little bit too long. Um, it's very tropey in terms of its storytelling and its story itself. Um, it runs pretty well on the Switch, considering. Um, like, there are a couple of stutters here and there, but um, I, I know, again, apples and oranges comparing them, but, like, like some of the, the slowdown issues I've had in control, which is a testament to that game, because I have been thinking about wanting to keep playing that game even with those performance issues, but um, it, it runs really, really, really well. Uh, I mean, it's been developed just for the Switch, so they probably had that that tech in mind. And I, there was a patch release for it when I took a break from it for a couple of weeks and came back to it. There was a patch for it, and it, I think it felt a little bit better as well. Um, but yeah, if you're looking for some like like fun platinum combat with like a pretty forgettable story, uh, and you're willing to sort of like wade through that. Maybe maybe it's just like a game you'll pick up and play every now and then. Um, I mean, Astral Chains, it, it's, a, it's a good pick for that. Um, I think I was expecting, and that's probably my own fault, I was expecting a little bit more from it. I guess I mean, coming off the back of Nier Automata, it's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, like hearing you describe it like this, I'm not terribly surprised. And I just, it's not really fair to say this against the game either. But given no. how, how it was announced and had that date immediately... Yeah. I was just sort of like, okay, look, this is going to be a fun little platinum game, but like, we know that Bayonetta three is still in the yeah. pipeline, and they were recovering from the uh, the absolute old yellow treatment that they had for what was its name? Uh, oh shit! I keep wanting to say Phantom Dust, but it's not that. It's oh no! It's, it's something to do with sound, wasn't it? Let's just Google Microsoft Platinum real quick. Yeah. Oh, that's going to kill me. It is. That's why I have to find out. Like, normally I wouldn't even bother. Yep. Scalebound. Scalebound. There we go. It wasn't sound related at all. Um, Man, maybe it's for the best. <laughs> yeah, wow. That was we, erased from our memory well, so fast. To be fair, um, like, it, it was it was axed a while ago. Yeah, that's true. Um, But yeah, like, I, I think that's the thing. Like, you said this will be a fun little platinum game. It's not little, and I think that's what it, it maybe it suffers from. They trim the fat a little bit. Um, I reckon get rid of those mini games. They don't serve any purpose whatsoever. Maybe have one or two, well, but can, there's can, quite a few. Can they, can they be ignored or? Oh, they're side quests. You can ignore them. But like, oh, okay. well, that's not too I bad. was I was trying to like explore everything, and I wanted to sort of you know 
uh, doing that sort of completionist thingy that I do when it like you know it's an area and it's fairly easy to do as well. Um, but yeah, it's I, I yeah I feel like if I get another run at it maybe or something like this, I I, I wanted to like it more than I did, unfortunately. Um, but it's still good. Like it's it's just I guess the age we live in that like if this had come out five or six years ago. I think this one would be a game that I'd be talking about for a while just because I would have had that game and there would have been nothing coming out for the next couple of months that was really going to grab me. But the fact of the matter is that I had control there sitting there and hearing you talk about control and I'm like, fuck man, I want to play that. And then like coming out of that sort of stuff and then all those other things coming out. And yeah, it's it's just a crazy time of year that I've, I'm... We've talked. I think we've spoken about it on the show before about like sort of like cutting and running from games, um, and that being like a a sensible thing to do in this day and age. Um, I'm not going to cut and run completely because I'm pretty close to finishing it. I'm probably about two or three chapters away. Um, but yeah, which is maybe like depending on the difficulty because I've been playing it on PT standard, which is like uh, yeah, platinum standard, which is. Sort of like if you've played Platinum games before, that's the difficulty they recommend you play it at. And then there's like PT Ult. When you finish just a a a case, um, sorry, they're not chapters. <clears throat> you unlock like PT Ultimate for it, which you can go back through and play it on a harder difficulty. Which, yeah, sometimes it's whew, the difficulty spikes pretty hard. There was a boss fight that I just got wrecked in. Yeah, My own I fault mean, for not having um look certain you know, items. Once you go over harder difficulties, it really does become about the combos. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And also managing your inventory as well. Um, but look, um, I don't know if I'm going to be talking about it coming into the year. If I do, it'll be very low on the list or an honourable mention, I think, at this stage. Um, and looking at how the rest of the year is playing out, I think it's definitely going to be how things are going. Um, but I like I, I, I don't want... It hurts me to be so down on something like that, but I'm going to... Uh, Talk about something else hey, now. As you go into it, I just want to say I'm quite annoyed because I, as you were talking, like, oh, I did play something this week, but I'm not going to talk about it because it's on the service that Joel's talking about, but he has absolutely just ignored it. <laughs> I, I have. I'm trying to set aside time for this. I, I, I want to see the set, set aside, like, a few everyone, hours. Everyone I... who isn't Joel plays Sayonara Wild Hearts. Look, Joel, apparently Joel hates it. You know what? I've got tomorrow. Oh, but Outer Wilds comes out tonight. It's already preloaded on my PC. See, Joel doesn't like it. No, but I want... Okay, anyway. Um, so, uh, like, a year ago, I made the, the switch, and I switched from... I'm so from, proud of you as well. ...from Apple to Android. Um, and for the most part, I've been pretty happy with thinking how everything. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I haven't really noticed too much of a difference, apart from one sort of glaring thing that was sort of important to me that probably doesn't affect a lot of people um, all that much. Um, because if you've listened to the show before, you know, I'm a sucker for mobile games. Uh, and I'm not talking about like freemium gacha stuff, which I, I do enjoy some of those, but, um, but like, I, I like, you know, premium indie made sort of, uh, like mobile experiences. I, I like paying money for a, like a game that I don't have to worry about timers or anything like that on my phone. Uh, and like, yeah, I, like people had an issue with the app store on, on Apple being sort of like crowded and all that stuff, man, the the Google play store is the wild west, man. Like it's, it's fucking bonkers on there. At this point, all the digital storefronts are becoming that. It's true. Yeah. The the switch eShop is a nightmare. Yeah. You're not wrong there. Um, 
It's just that I feel like the, the the Google Play Store doesn't have anything that really showcases stuff. Even the games that like they are showcasing are freemium games that aren't really appealing to me. So see, I'm lucky if it doesn't affect me because I just don't <laughs> bother. Yeah, no, you you are lucky. Um, but uh, uh there was a service that got announced uh, at Apple's most recent keynote where they talked about uh, the um, iPhone 11 and all the new Apple products. The 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 yearly sort of announcement event that they do. Um, they had a thing that's been rumored for a while called Apple Arcade. Um, now, Apple Arcade is very interesting, and it made me sort of a little bit mad that I'd switched from Apple to Android because it was exactly what I wanted. It's a, um, if you're not familiar with it, it's a subscription service. And I, before you roll your eyes and sort of check out all <laughs> completely, um, it, it's, a, it's a, a subscription service for games. Uh, and it's basically curated by Apple. Um, they've got a whole bunch of like uh, exclusives that are like mobile exclusives of games that are only coming to Apple Arcade particular in specific. Ah, exclusivity. Um, exclusivity. Look, which, you know, is a dirty word, I know, but um, if it's going to help bolster this library and sort of like give people an idea of what to be, what to expect from this service, um, it's a good thing. And from what I can tell so far, it is. So, uh you may be wondering, well, hey, Joel, how did you manage to do that? I don't own an iPad or anything like that, um, but I had a brilliant idea that I still have my old iPhone. So I booted it up, updated it to uh, iOS 13, I think it is, um, and deleted all like my apps and things off there that I had. I kept my photos and things, but like all the stuff that, like, like the phone stuff on there, deleted it all, cleared out a bunch of space, and I signed up for Apple Arcade because you get a free month. Uh, like a, a yeah, 30 day free trial, basically after that, it's, uh, eight bucks a month, uh, which is pretty good. Like, honestly, I found in the last like week or two, since I've signed up for it, um, I've used it more than my Netflix account. I, I would probably say, um, cause I play like some, like tinker around with some games every day on it. There's so many subscription services. I know, I know, but I'm already looking at what I'm going to have to cut for Disney plus next month. Uh, Stan's going for us. We've decided that's we're like, not using Stan, that. I'm definitely dropping Stan, but every month it looks darker for Netflix as well. I look not. I I completely agree with you there. I think it's considering I'm, the amount of fun that I've had with Apple Arcade already. I'm at least going to keep that for another few months because, um, yeah, I've been tinkering around with it and been uh uh just it's insane. Like just to load up this store. So you you go to the app store and there's like a section called like for arcade. You go there and it's just got all the games. It looks like a normal app store, but these games are made by really well-known indie devs for some of them uh, and like have like really good pedigree of teams working on these games. Um, some of them are sequels to games that I've played before, either on phone or even not on phone. Um, Exit the Gungeon, I'm looking at you. There's a sequel to Enter the Gungeon that's a mobile-based version of it that kind of works really well. I've only played a little bit of it. It's not going to be one of the games I talk about today, but um, it's really, really fun, uh, and they kind of made it work. Uh, and these are all, like, curated by Apple, so it's not... There's no freemium stuff. There's no timers. There's no lives. I mean, there are lives, but there's no lives in the traditional, like, mobile sense of lives. Um, and they're all sort of really interesting, fun games. So um, I thought... Since I've been tinkering around with it, um, uh, there's been a couple that I've sort of like checked in on that I'll just mention just because they've been interesting. Um, Earth Knight, which was in that 
Nintendo Switch Direct Indie Direct, where it's like the it's like a platformer that you're running along on the back of like dragons as they're like falling through the sky and you're like skydiving down onto other dragons. Um, I didn't realize it's on Apple Arcade, uh, so I had a look at it. It's pretty cool. It's gorgeous. Um, I wouldn't mind maybe checking out it again when it comes out on Switch. Um, but I'm glad I had a look at it. <clears throat> uh, I also checked out Cricket Through the Ages, which is basically telling like history using cricket mechanics. Um, it's weird, but it's really funny. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go back to that. But another game that I will talk about shortly, which is sort of similar vibe, um, I think is better. Um, and the other one that I checked out really quickly was uh, Pinball Wizard, which is a great name. It's a it's a like a roguelike pinball dungeon crawler. So it's you it you've, it's pinball mechanics. There's like flippers down the bottom, and you're this little wizard that turns into a ball, and you launch him out, and you bump into things and collect stuff, and try and get to certain points in this tower to try and the defeat enemies. I had a quick go. I probably spent like an hour with that one. Um, of those ones that I like, only tinkered around with, that's the one I spent the most time with. Um, it's pretty interesting. I might go back to it. But there's three games that really stood out to me. Um, two of which I'd heard like recommended by people when the service went live. Um, like A lot of people recommended. Like I, My Twitter feed was just full of Apple Arcade, which was just rubbing salt in the wound. Um, so, uh, And then there's one that sort of caught me by surprise. Um, so the, I'll, I suppose I'll talk about one that, who, that caught me by surprise first. Uh, it's a game called Bleak Sword. Um, now let me just look up the developer. Um, cause I think it's just a one, it's like a one dude team. I think, I believe, um, the, for starters, the music's by Jim Guthrie, which is pretty cool. Um, nice. yeah. So it's, it's got a really cool soundtrack to it. Um, it's, it, it's, it's published by De- the Devolver. So there's another tick for me. Um, but yeah, I can't find who, who developed it. But it, it's it's really, really, really cool. So it's this sort of black and white and grey pixel, a very simple pixel art game. And it's basically like an arena fighter. Um, but there's a story going through it. And for lack of finding a better way to describe it, it's basically like if someone really thought about how to make a Souls-like game work on a mobile phone. Um, so it's basically you use, like, the left-hand side, I think, to um, you swipe to sort of, like, dodge and, like, oof, dodge oof, roll around. Oof, and that's how you move around oof, the, the, the arena. Oof, oof, um, and then oof. you hold hold on that on the left-hand side to block. And if you time it, you can parry as well. The, the parry window is pretty, pretty lenient. So it sort of makes you feel like you're doing much better than you might actually be doing. Uh, and then, like you use the right hand side to slash in directions to um to attack. Uh, it's good. It's I don't know. I I I booted it up. I was like, this looks interesting. Maybe I'll check it out. I booted it up. I played it for like four hours straight. Um, there's like nine worlds to go through. It's like uh, which each have like five or six levels, or maybe six or seven levels in each of them. Um, you never feel overwhelmed with enemies. Like there are some times where they do throw quite a few at you at once, but it just sort of makes you. It's a bit further on in the game, and it makes you feel. Uh, like you're a bit more competent with the controls and everything. Um, but yeah, it's really like striking art style to it. And uh, I, I had a really good time with it. I'm going to go back and try and finish it. Um, but it just, it blew me away. It took me by surprise. Like one of those games I I had never heard anything about and I jumped into it and now I love it. And that's why I feel like things like Apple Arcade are good for, where you're just like, 
know, this looks pretty good. It's published by Devolver. Fuck it, I'll give it a go. And now I was like, this is this works really well. Um, you'll be happy to know, Kyron, there are there is MFI controller support for it now as well, and also that's good. That means there's hope it'll come to console so I can play it. Um, I don't know. I just don't feel like it's a maybe the Switch, but I just I don't feel like this is a console game. And that's not a strike against it or anything. I just feel like this game feels at home in your pocket um, because it's like short bursts. Uh, a lot of these games I talk about are like short bursts of gameplay, but you could sit down and play for like I did four hours. Um, so yeah, Bleak Sword, really, really cool. Go and watch the trailer for it because it, it, you'll just you'll get what I mean about this art style and, and the soundtrack as well. Um, but I just had a podcast on in the background. And I, I ended up kept turning the music up on the game to the end of like, the last hour I was playing with the, the podcast paused and the music fully up and just like slashing away at this game. Um, and yeah, it felt really intuitive, the controls. So I really, really liked it. Uh, and I think you can play it one handed as well. There's like a one handed mode for it, which I'm not a huge fan of one handed stuff, but you know, if you're on a train, you're standing up and you want to be able to play something like that and you're competent with that. My tiny hands don't lend very well to that. So, uh, but yeah, bleak sword, um, the next game I, I played on there was a recommendation. The first recommendation I heard from Greg Miller, uh, when he's talking about it on, I think Gamescast and Twitter, uh, it's a game called Grindstone. Um, this is by Cappy. Uh, those are the guys who made Sword and Sorcery EP. So again, what I was talking before about like really good pedigree, especially like in some of them in those mobile circles. Um, yeah, cause Sword and Sorcery EP was phenomenal. It's a brilliant game. Um, it's probably one of the first good mobile games I played. Yeah, I think it was one of the ones that sort of made people go, oh, this is a viable thing. Uh, and then we just got flooded with other stuff. But um, Grindstone is basically, uh, it reminds me of a game I used to play called Dungeon Raid back in the day, which is, uh, it's not match three, but it's like a puzzle matching game where you like drag a line through different, like so there was like four different icons, which were like um, sword, shield, potion, and uh, hearts, I think. And you like connected through like like the grid, uh, like the same uh, icon, and like dragged around, and it would like combo together and give you resources to like either um, attack or uh, heal or upgrade and or money to buy stuff as well. Um, this sort of takes that formula and puts this whole new spin on it. Um, it it it's the visually it's. Phenomenal. I, I, it reminds me of like a the, these like modern Cartoon Network shows. Kind of has like a Gravity. I know Gravity Falls isn't Cartoon Network because it's Disney, but like Gravity Falls, um, Adventure Time, regular show, all those kind of feeling. Um, it has that sort of feel to it in terms of its visuals. Um, it's all about playing this uh, this grindstone warrior who wants to try and grind up enough money to um, to take his family on a holiday. <laughs> That's the basic story of it. Well, this has got a pure intent. Yeah. Uh, and by doing that, you need to go out and dungeon crawl and slash through a whole bunch of grunts, basically. I think what are they called grunts or creeps, they're called, um, which are the enemies. Uh, and they're in various different colors. I think there's five different colors. Uh, and when you spawn into an area, um, you're down the bottom and you drag the guy through, through like connecting the same one type of color around an area. Um, eventually, there's like. There's boss fights, there's like heavy enemies that you have to do, you have to drag through a certain amount of like grunts to be able to attack. So it might have like a five next to it. So you've got to connect five before you can connect to that one to like deal damage to it. There's items, there's potions, there's all that kind of stuff. 
Uh, but there's also things called grindstones. So if you do a big combo, uh, it, it'll drop like a, a varying, depending on the size of the combo, a varying size grindstone. And that's basically a wildcard gem that you can use to drag through to connect. Like, so you're connecting like four yellows and you get to a spot where you can't connect any more yellows. But there's a grindstone there and then there's like 12 reds all around in a, in a, a, way, a, a way that you can connect them all together. So you go through the grindstone and then connect all the reds and then you do like a massive combo that might help you either um, uh, fulfill the level quotient because like there's different win conditions. The basic one is to open the gate. You have to hit a certain amount of, you have to kill a certain amount of creeps. Um, so to do that, you've got to try and do big combos so you can do it before they start powering up and getting stronger. Um, and when you break those as well, it breaks into resources that you can use to heal lives or um, uh, combine with other resources that you get from killing certain enemies to like make more like consumable items like potions and uh, breakable shields. Uh, it's so addictive. Uh, if you like that sort of like match, it's not really match three, but like that match three puzzle feeling, but you still like to have like a sense of progression. Um, this is a game for you. Grindstone is phenomenal. I I think it's really, really well done. The style of it, the quality of, of everything and how it feels to play as well. It's, it uses like the haptic, um, feedback like the, the the vibrations when you're connecting stuff it does that a little bit so you get that sense of like slashing through these enemies um it's it's great i'm really really enjoying it it's my it's replaced solitaire it's like my going to bed game now like when i like i'm trying to like wind down i play grindstone now because it's really really good the interesting thing about grindstone is though it's um you can see how this game might have been developed as a free-to-play game and it's taking it's using those free-to-play elements in there, but it's doing it with its within its own ecosystem. So you've got three lives. When you get when you lose your three lives, um, you lose all the resources you have that you gained on that particular map, and you go back and you can go to the the, the inn and you can heal up by using those grindstones, but then if you keep doing that too many times, you're going to run out of grindstones, which means you've got to go back to other levels down and try and grind up to get a few more levels. Or you can just keep like blunt forcing it. I did that last night. I had one life and I finished an entire level. I did all the optional quests as well in a, in a level. Um, felt really good because I just felt, I felt like I was like seeing the code in the matrix. So I was like, ah, I see all this. Um, but yeah. And, and, and so you see those little elements there and like the, the, the consumable items and stuff like that. But it's done in a way that it, it is contained within its own thing that you don't have to spend extra money on. And it's awesome. It's so good. Um, it's exactly what I want from mobile games. Like if I'm putting it bluntly, it's, it's, it is like the perfect combination of things in a mobile game that I really like. Uh, it's got progression. It's got RPG ish elements to it. It's got a fun gameplay hook that feels really good. It like improves on it and like twists it up a little bit. So it keeps you on your toes. Um, but yeah, it's great. So Grindstone's my, my number two, my like big picks in no particular order. And the last one is a game that is coming out to switch in consoles and stuff as well, but it's out now on Apple Arcade and it's called What the Golf. Um, Joel, I'm not at all surprised that it's a golf game. But, <laughs> yeah. But, but it's the one you played the most. But, not in the least bit. But here's the thing. It's not really a golf game. Like, it starts off and you do, it's like normal. You drag back. It's, it works like you would normally think a, a mobile golf game would work. You drag back and it's like a power meter and you let it go and you've got to try and hit the flag. Um, and then like two levels down, you drag back 
and then when you let go, uh, the person who's holding the golf club flies forward, and the ball stays where it is. And then you keep trying to flick that person forward to hit the the um the the post. And then from there, you open up the golf labs where you go in and do a whole bunch of different things, including playing bowling. Uh, you go to space. Um, this game is batshit crazy. And when I was saying before about how cricket through the ages, there was another game that I played that sort of was using a sport to do something really weird and interesting and fun. This was the game I was talking about. Um, it's phenomenal. I've actually like, not like burst out tears rolling down my face laughing, but I've had a good couple of chuckles at some of the things in there. Um, it even like, it even takes the piss out of like mobile games. There's a series of stages I did that were all Angry Birds style. So it was like side screen, like 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 the two D side uh, side on, and you were dragging back trying to drag your golf ball and like crash through things to knock down these things that so look. So a you bit mean like, like crash the castle? <laughs> yes. Okay, Kyron. If we're gonna be, if we're, we're, if we're gonna you know be nitty gritty about it, yes, crash the castle. Um, oh, but poor it was crash it was the castle. It, yeah, poor crash the castle. Um, but yeah. Uh, and there's like different elements that they draw in as well. Uh, each level has like three different, um, like, minor, like there's like the main one to pass it, which means you've you just got to do whatever the game tells you to do. And sometimes a bit of a, you got to figure it out what you need to do. Um, like this is someone. There's a, a series of uh, like because there's like themed areas. Uh, one of them was all about using like explosive barrels and using either a ball to knock into explosive barrels to clear ways or um or get rid of like obstacles on the course um but then like some of the optional ones were you were the barrel and if you hit anything you exploded so you had to try and navigate through some of them are like um like a par level which you would expect from a golf game where it's like you've got to do this in a certain amount of shots um but this game is so cool it's just got a really weird art style to it as well it just feels fun to play and just drag around um and like I said, I generally had like a fun time playing this game. I'm actually going to finish it because I, th- I feel like this is going to be like one of my indie hits of the year. Um, it is coming to the Switch. I know that. And I think PC as well. But I'm, I remember seeing it in a Switch Direct somewhere or an ad, I, I, like a trailer for it that was a Switch trailer. It definitely um, popped up somewhere because I when when you were rolling for a list, I knew the name. Yeah, so. yeah, it's a it's a pretty ob- obvious name, and the trailer for it's really. If you want to get an idea of what the game's about, um, oh, there was like a Katamari level as well, uh, and when I hit the flag, it was like it said, um, "Good night, my prince," and I was like, "I get it. That's pretty funny." Like it was just like these little like little jokes that were just really quick one liner things that were happening, um, and it just it, it's really intuitive to play because all it is is just drag back and go. But then there are things that they, they use that mechanic in different ways to try and uh, and add little bits and twists to it to sort of keep you on your toes all throughout nice. the levels. Um, but yeah, all in all, I think Apple Arcade, I'm, like I said, I'm going to keep it around for a few months because it's at, at the very least, because I keep hearing more games that are getting announced for it. And, and, and they're made by either like, you know, people like, like they're published by people like Devolver, who I really, really like, um, generally like any game that I play from Devolver. Um, or they're by actual like indie studios that are doing something a little bit different to what they've done previously, or they're doing more of the same. Um, I think you could do a lot worse for a service for eight, uh, for eight bucks. If you do, if you are someone that is missed, like I, I want to say that I'm in the minority when, when it comes to 
like that sort of looking for that sort of those sort of experiences. But I don't know if I am. Um, I think a lot of people out there do want are craving that sort of premium gaming experience on their mobile phone without having to be a console quality game. It's it's a you know a smaller scale version. They're using the technology and the, the hardware to its advantage, where it's not like trying to put too many buttons on screen at once. Um, like things, things like Bleak Sword that like it works. It it works on a touchscreen. Some people might not like it as much, but I I feel like it actually it worked really well. Um, but yeah, I think if you if you've been sort of umming and ahhing and you've got an Apple device, either whether it be because this runs across um, Apple TV, uh, iPhone, iPad, and Mac OS as well, so you can play these games on PC as well, and it's cross play between all of them and cross save because um, you sign into your like Game Center account, I think it is, or like your Apple account, um, and it it you know, I think you can download your saves and stuff like that. I don't have any other Apple devices in the house, so there's no need for me to do that. I haven't really looked it out. Um, but yeah, I I, I'm, I promise I'll stop waffling now about mobile I'll games. Say, can, can I give you a scoop? Yeah. Can I give you a tip? Yes. Can I give you a recommendation? Yes, please. Play Sayonara Wild Hearts. Oh, oh God what's damn that? it. I haven't heard about that. It sounds interesting. Um no, I look. I, legitimately, I, I, the reason why I haven't is because I want to give that time, that game, the time it deserves. I want to sit down and like absorb it. Um, but I, I will play it before the end of the year. It's definitely, definitely on my list. I just want to put. I want to. I've got. To, I've got to sink my headphones. I've got to sit down and just like chill out for it a little bit and play it. Maybe I'll try and play some tomorrow. I promise. You you heard it here first. I'm not going to talk about it until you played it. Yeah, all right, all right cool. I, I, that you, you keep on my ass about it because I will play. It. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's my like, my Apple Arcade adventures. Um, I'll probably check back in with them throughout the year, no doubt, uh, or the, the coming months, just because. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of the of the service. I think it's really really cool. Um, I don't know what back end stuff is like. What developers are, how they're being looked after in terms of these things. Um, I'm sure because it's Apple, like those exclusives are getting paid fairly well. Um, but it is giving a platform for these indie games that might have got like brushed over. Um, something like a Sayonara Wild Hearts. Like if you knew if you knew about that game and you watched the trailer, you might have been interested in it. But for the most part, you probably would never have really heard about it. Um, I know it was at the Game Awards, but even then that was you know nearly 12 months ago. So a lot of people had forgotten about it. Um, without any relative fanfare for it. Uh, and then something like Bleak Swords, it just comes out of nowhere and just like punches you in the face and goes, you like this game now. But yeah, anyway. I'm very curious to see how the service goes moving forward. Likewise. Um, I Yeah, me too. It's it's cool that they've added like um, PlayStation and Xbox controller support to um, to like iOS now uh, and, and um, like Mac OS as well, I believe. Uh, so that's pretty cool as well. You can actually just sync up. I haven't tried that out yet, but I saw a tweet from someone the other day saying that it blew. It, it had a picture of it, but it blew their mind that you could buy a an Xbox One controller from the Apple Store now. <laughs> it's they're selling Xbox One controllers through the Apple Store, um, which is mind blowing. What a time to be alive! This is the world we live in now, Kyron. The lines are blurred. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Good times. Uh, well, is there anything else you wanted to talk about from Apple Arcade, or are you, um, are you good? I think that's it for now. You think you're um, good? 
I, I, so I purposely tune in for part two. <laughs> I purposely haven't opened up like the storefront again because I'm like, no, <laughs> I've already got like I've got a couple other games oh, on there no. as well uh, that I haven't played yet. I've got Cat Quest Two, which is a sequel to a game I played um, ages ago on my phone. It was I really had fun with, um, and um, Choo Choo Rocket as well, which I want to play because Aaron Hansen does some voice work in it, um, and it looks like a fun game, and I like Aaron Hansen, so I've got them downloaded and ready to go. But it's just yeah, adding to my pile of shame. But at least it's a pile of shame that I don't feel compelled to go to because it's not technically downloaded yet, I guess. <laughs> well, thank you for regaling me with the tales of your Apple Arcade. I don't know what you would call it, like spelunking? Is it spelunking? Are you yeah, spelunking? I'll go with that. Yeah, I was just going to say spelunking. I was going to say adventures, but spelunking adventures? sounds cooler. Spelunking is yeah. a much cooler word. Uh, Apple Arcade Adventures, like the, the alliteration sounds better, but like spelunking is a cooler title, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, you're being very generous there, Kyron. Thank you for, you know, indulging me. <laughs> I know. it's Look, it's fine. It's just all I ask is that next time you play a side of Wild Hearts. <laughs> I, I promise. I promise. Uh, <laughs> in that case, it is time for us to shift gears and head into Dope or Nope. Dope or Nope. So, of course, Dope or Nope is our news segment where we bring various stories or even just discussion topics to the table just to have a chat have a powwow yep if we like them we dope them if we don't we nope them pretty simple really yeah. uh unfortunately industry not giving us much this week really, no pretty quiet pretty quiet there's been a couple of things that have popped up but like nothing huge i mean i know we are we are in release period so the games are coming out now so yeah it's gonna be and we- slightly quieter I guess this is probably a good point, like a good time to mention like us taking our stance on other events that have happened in, in the, 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 the previous few weeks um, that we haven't really talked about uh, and probably give an indication as to why we're not going to talk about them going forward. Uh, would you agree? Oh, uh, yes. I will be happily not paying attention to BlizzCon this year. Quite, quite happily. Yeah. So obviously there's been a whole bunch of stuff going on coming out of Blizzard uh, to do with Blizzard and China and a various multitude of things. Um, we don't really want to talk about it because we don't want to give, even with like a small, I guess our, our small subscriber base and things like that, we don't want to really give it the light of day. Because I mean, um, when it comes down to it, Blizzard made a mistake and then yep. they tried to fix the mistake, but really it just made it worse. And It really did. Yeah. It's just it's disappointing. Uh, but it the, really is. The best way to do it, deal with it is to, yeah, until things start changing is to just, I'm just going to skip over Blizzard stuff. Yeah, we're, we're, we're sort of taking a leaf out of, because, you know, Easy Allies sort of talked about that. They talked about it in depth, and then they sort of sort of mentioned the fact that they weren't really going to talk about it anymore and, or, or about Blizzard, um, and we're sort of following suit, I guess, because... It's weird, because yeah. in hindsight, like, when, when Brendan and I brought it up on the podcast, like, late into the Dope or Nope... Uh, we sort of we we were a bit jokey about it because it was so outrageous. But I mm-hmm. think on some level, I don't want to speak for Brennan, but personally, I just assumed that you know it'd blow over or fix itself in a couple of days, and it just didn't. It just got yeah, they it, just went quiet. They let it happen. Yeah. They tried to make it like fix it. The way they tried to do that was not the right way to do that. And it's it just since then it's just gotten worse. You've had like that Overwatch event got cancelled at the Nintendo Store, mm-hmm. New York by Blizzard. 
Uh, BlizzCon coming up is going to be very interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah, like it's imminent, but uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty shitty situation, and like I. I, I, I'm fairly certain you agree, you would agree, but like we kind of like to have a bit of a positive show, uh, and and talk about things that excite us and make us happy. Because when it comes down to it, like video games are things that we play to enjoy. We don't get it's not our job, so we don't we're not like you know obli- obligated to cover those sort of things. Um, so I guess our way of sort of you know acknowledging what happened is to sort of not not acknowledge it but like just sort of not acknowledge blizzard as a company um and, and talk about this stuff so can i just um, say I, I just find it funny as as he described because yeah, we do like to keep this positive but the first thing i'm bringing is it's not positive well well okay yeah but but we we usually try and find the yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the the good in things and i just don't think that and we don't think i think is that there's any real good no in this situation so um yeah that's that's that on that <laughs> if that makes yeah. sense hopefully in the future things will i don't even know like if it can like, i don't even know at this point if it can be fixed properly really i think yeah yeah just for the foreseeable future things it is going to be a bit of a mess with that company but it's fine because you know who else is uh making lots of mistakes recently who <laughs> karen uh, Fallout 76 has announced a, well, Bethesda has announced a new premium service for Fallout 76. Yeah, look, it's, it's, it's definitely, it's a nope in terms of what it is, but it's a, it's a dope just because of the story. Cause you said that, you know, it's not, it's not a super positive story, but like it's, it's not positive in a kind of like a, oh God, roll your eyes kind of way. Not a like politically charged kind of yeah. way. This is one of those so. stories that I, I woke up early this morning, bleary-eyed before heading off to work, before before I even had a coffee, so I was probably barely functioning. Yep. And, and just, like, opened Twitter and was just like, what? <laughs> Bethesda did what? So, for those who somehow have missed this, uh, they've announced a subscription service for Fallout 76. You might remember Fallout 76 as the really, really, really average Fallout game that probably didn't need to exist uh but no. does anyway yeah uh it is t- the, the service is called fallout first i believe mm. yeah fallout first and boy i had to make sure i tracked down an australian article for this to get the currency conversion right oh god and it just Jesus, I had, oh. Oh. so i'm using the, the numbers that i'm assuming again that they've, they've done their due diligence because they are a reputable outlet but press start has got their article here and joel and you know what actually because you know how much it was in us right or do you not see that part i i have i think i have a vague idea of how much it was okay. well yeah put in australian dollar dues it is a casual 23 dollars a month oh jesus which of course with some math puts it around the ballpark of 180 dollars a year <laughs> that's fucking insanity now just for to to remind everyone like real recently i'm not sure if it was like the last week or the last couple of days they did confirm that one of their big e3 announcements for fallout 76 the npcs had been delayed until next year (laughs) fucking hell and then they come out and go hey but you should definitely get a subscription with uh fallout 76 because it does have perks joel does it it has perks 
Believe Does it, it or not. Does it have perks in the way of like actual like perks of things that people want or perks as in Fallout no, perks? Probably not. It's funny because I know there are people who enjoy 76 and they might like some of these perks, but I just, I just am a bit stunned. Anyway. Yeah. So the perks that you will get access to if you decide to shell out those, that, that, that money to Bethesda include private worlds. So you'll be able to play in a private world exclusively for you and up to seven friends. There's a little asterisk, little, little dot here because that only applies because, so you can have your seven friends in your private world, but if you leave that private world, stops you have to be present so it's like the old minecraft days before realms where you if you were playing in someone's world they had to be online for it to work yeah well i'm just looking at that now like i'm trying to find out how much realms is oh that's a good point i don't i yeah. honestly don't even know at one point i had a realm subscription and then i think it just sort of lapse yeah it was back when we were like tinkering around yeah the- Good times. Like, I do like... Like, the idea of Realms is actually really cool. But I guess that's because I also understand Minecraft and why you would pay for a realm subscription versus this. Uh, $7.99 US per month. Okay, so it's definitely, yeah, cheaper. Yeah. Not, like, yeah. Cool. Not much, but cheaper, But cheaper, sure. which is, I mean, honestly, really what you can ask for. Uh, you also get access to Scrapbox, which is unlimited storage for crafting components in your own new Scrapbox container. Huh? Oh, yeah, cool. Limited storage. Uh, the survival tent, which is a new placeable fast travel point with a stash, sleeping bag, and more for your basic needs. That seems like a, a, a feature, like a function. It, it feels like that should be in the game, but whatever. That should be in the game. Uh, each month, you will receive 1,650 atoms per mu- to use in the atomic store, which without any real knowledge of the atomic store, I wonder if you can access it from the website. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that could buy you, honestly. Like, if it's Fallout seventy six, it's probably the store's probably on fire right now. Yeah, probably. I do remember one yeah. of it, like they made up for it, like back when the game launched badly by giving out a measly amount of credits for it, and people were mad. So I mm-hmm. have to imagine this is a better number, but whatever. You would hope so. You would really hope so. Oh, okay. So I can see this isn't a very recent article, but it gives me an idea of the price point for some of these things. Okay. Uh, oh. Oh no! Oh, okay. I'm just looking at some of these things, like for example, a Voltec 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 Power Armor Paint. Okay, seems like it's usually in the ballpark of 1800. Oh, good. You can get cheaper stuff, like a Western Duster, for like 500. But that's still not 150. Well, you get 1600. Oh, 1600. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. 1600. I, said, I oh, thought you said 150 for some no, reason. No, no, no. That no. Was... They're not that. Yeah. They're not making that mistake again. Whoa. Yeah, no, that's why I was like, whoa. Okay. Uh, all right. Yeah, so you that's. Get something. So you get something, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, you also fine. get Ranger Armor Outfit, you know, an iconic forward outfit exclusively for members. Of course. You will also, as a member, receive exclusive, unique icons and emotes only usable by members. Hmm. So. I have to imagine that this was already in the works before the game came out. Like, because I, oh, man, I just, I can't see them just fumbling this so much. I mean, I, I, the sad thing is I can, but like, it just, it baffles my mind to, to think that this could be something that they've come up with after the fact. 
It's strange, right? Because it just feels like Fallout 76 has just been a series of mistakes. Yeah. And yeah. Bethesda's like so far committed now, they can't turn back. Yeah, that's what I, and that's what I mean. Like I, 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 in my mind, the only way I can see this is like a thing where the reason why they're like, well, we've already done the, we've done most of the work. Maybe we'll just push this out and just see if anyone wants to pick it up. Um, the only way I feel like this would be something like the only way I feel like this is something that would be even vaguely viable, maybe down the track, is if they if if seventy six went free to play. See, that's the thing as well, where I, I think this would be an easier pill to swallow if that were the case. Yeah, but the absolutely. Fact, the fact is, right now, it isn't. Granted, it also isn't a very expensive video game to buy. No, well, no. In fact, some places are literally like throwing them at you. The place where I work had to send our copies back. Oh God, because they weren't Jesus. selling. Uh but yeah, um, that's the thing I would just be interested to see. Like the fact that the, the timing coincides so unfortunately with that NPC uh, content delay. Yeah, just it just makes the this the this, the price sting a bit more. I think like one hundred and eighty dollars a year, like. 23 bucks a month. Speaking of subscription services and how there are too many, like it's yeah, like God. yeah, like you know, this is an exact this is a, an example of a bad one. Like when we were talking before about like maybe Apple Arcade being something like you know, pretty good and decent for the price and you, yeah. you you know, it's it's a pretty viable platform. This does not seem like that. No. And again, like you said, this is from two people who've never even yes. stepped foot in the game. Uh, and there are people out there that do like that, but I wonder, do they like it this much? Yeah, I was say, do they like it enough to the tune of shelling out $23 a month? Like, it just seems like a big number. I don't know. It it seems, it's, it, it does seem exorbitant, doesn't it? Like, it just, yeah. oh. Like, there, oh. I can, like, there are perks. Like, I do like, if, if I was playing a game like this, like, that unlimited storage is definitely useful. Absolutely, yeah. In a game where you're going to picking up, especially with again with crafting, you're mm-hmm. going to picking up just a stupid amount of materials and components that it would be nice to have no limit on that space. And being able to play in a private world, I remember like that was the one thing where they could have they could have had me in Fallout seventy six at launch. Like if yep. we could play in a private world, maybe. But now, I mean, we're going to get it, but it's also behind a paywall, so. I'm good, but yeah. like I can see those both being very appealing to to Fallout seventy six players, but I still just can't help but question, like to be in that, to be in that like that that room when this was pitched and Bethesda was like, you know what, yeah, let's just do it. Like I don't know, yeah, like it, yeah, it it something just seems really weird about this whole thing, and that's why I'm like, I wonder if this was they had a roadmap worked yeah. out behind closed doors and this was on the roadmap and that maybe they were going to push it out a little bit earlier than like if things went well with the game, but because things did not go well with the game, um, it took them a little bit longer to get to it. And then by the time they got to it, it's sort of like too little too late. And now it just seems a little bit money hungry. It's weird. And who knows? Like, honestly, maybe in the long run, this will be good for the game and Mm -hmm. maybe it will go free to play in some capacity or at least be a very cheap download for the launcher or something and then you pay for all the extra perks i don't know well, but it's just yeah a, a couple that they have seemed like they were sort of fixing the game i oh, had yeah. heard some good things about like like not 
amazing things that make me want to rush out and play it. But like things about it, I'm like, oh, good for the people who are playing it. That's awesome. That's look, exciting for them. Look, we laugh. We laugh about the NPC thing, but like at E3, that was a pretty good announcement, and it was yeah, definitely it something really that, the, was. that the audience wanted. Yeah. Uh, so I uh, feel I felt like they were t- starting to take steps in the right direction. Yeah. But I just don't know if this is one of those right steps. I, I guess it's, it's one of those things we have to just keep an eye on. But just initially, I just again when I woke up this morning, looking at that number, I was like, twenty three dollars a month to have premium access to Fallout seventy six? Yeah. Are you joking? It feels like one step forward, two steps back with with yeah. Fallout seventy six at this stage. Uh, my final like the, the the other thing I wanted to bring up with is. How long until Fallout 76 goes free to play? Like, in your mind, what would you put, like, ballpark figure of, like, how long time-wise? It's tough, right? Because I feel like you have to wonder now this is announced. Like, I feel like the countdown time is on. Yeah, for sure. Because it's not like... And you you know Bethesda are looking back and looking at, like, at Destiny 2 and how well that went for them. Like, cause yeah. it was, it was, that was, uh, they had like a massive launch when it went free to play. Apparently they had like, it was like 20 million oh, like it, concurrent players or something like it, that. It, it was it killed, huge. it killed the game basically. Yeah. Like it, it was, it all, it was it down. <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome for Bungie because that was them sort of taking a chance on their own and it kind of, I guess, paid off. Uh, even though I hear Shadowbringers isn't amazing or it's yeah. like one part of a story. That's what I hear. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so yeah, it's um, just so strange. I reckon E3 next year. E3 next that's, year. That's their that's their seventy six update. Oh, I don't. I don't even like. That's their thing. That's what they come out when they sort of limp seventy six out on stage, <laughs> and it's like, oh, we we still doing this thing, and they go, it's free to play, and it's available right now. Like that's. I think maybe whenever the NPC thing comes out. True. Yeah. Like maybe link those together, but on some level, I also part of me still like. They won't go free to play. <laughs> well, there's that too. Will they? Will they go free to play, or will they just like take it out behind the shed and, and sort of give it the old Mass Effect Andromeda? I mean, hey, if they're taking a subscription, like they, they've got to at least, they've got to at least keep supporting this game for the foreseeable future. It's true, yeah, because then otherwise you're gonna have even more riots. Um, um, but yeah, wow, what a yeah that that was as soon as I saw that, I'm like, well, that is a dope one topic because what is this just insanity just just the, like to discuss that topic is just like what 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 are you talking about how how is this a thing yeah and i keep seeing it pop up and i'm just like but why <laughs> <laughs> and i feel so mean saying it because i know as you you said and i i've said it as well people do enjoy playing this game absolutely just, yeah. yeah just that price seems steep for what for what they get it's hard for me to really like as two people on the outside of it yeah, yeah it sort of seems a little bit weird looking into that going yeah no thank you like the like, closest point of comparison i can think of where you buy a game and keep paying to play it is a literal actual mmo that's it yeah like for example look- resubbing to final fantasy 14 is like maybe 15 16 dollars a month australian yeah but i guess and- this huge world well that's it like you know and and th- those Content updates are pretty reasonably priced as well, aren't they? Oh, I mean, like, yeah, they absolutely are. And like the expansions, even, yeah. That's not even counting like the mid patch ones. Like they just rolled out it. They're rolling yeah. out a mid, a, a, like five point something patch 
uh, this week, which adds in the Nier Automata dungeon or raid or something. And Oh my god. Yeah, I assumed you knew about it, but... I didn't. Um... Yeah, well, it's getting a, a Nier Automata, like, content update with, like, costumes and a dungeon or a raid or something. And, a, and, wow. and I cannot, I honestly cannot state this enough, what might actually be the best video game song of the year. Oh, yeah. Like, Is it going to be in the game? It's a, it's a, like a, a remix, like a, a mashup. Oh, fuck a, yeah, that's A mashup awesome. of Wait, Wait for World? Yeah, the credit song from Nier Automata. Fucking and brilliant. Final Fantasy XIV's incredibly good battle soundtrack. Like, it is an unfairly good song, and I can't believe it. But anyway, that's a whole different topic. But that's, that's my closest point of call. And I don't mind, you know, paying that monthly sub because of what I get access to. Yeah. Whereas this feels weird given that you don't have to pay it and you still get access to the game. This is a couple of perks you miss out on and that price seems steep. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's, weird story. It, yeah, weird announcement. It's just super weird. Like, just really, really sort of... You know when you're like... When you eat something sour but you're not expecting it to be sour? And you sort of go... Oh. It's, <laughs> it's kind of like that. That's how I'm envisioning it at the moment. That's what it makes me want to do. Is just sort of... Oh. That's um interesting. And for some people, that might be a good thing. And for other people, they might fucking hate it. Like it's yeah. yeah. It's just such a such a strange thing to announce and such a strangely steep price to go for. Yeah, it's just weird. Super weird. Oh boy. Well what 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 else have you got for me, Kyron? What else have I got? Well mm. this one's actually a bit on the late side for us, but I feel yeah. like given the I don't know, like it's the announcement itself is cool, but I'm still trying to figure out if it's really that cool. And I think the headline speaks for itself, and it's honestly as simple as this. PlayStation 5 launches holiday 2020. Right. Yep. Now, um, yeah. it's obviously, like, I don't want to say it's obviously a dope from you, but this it's just a topic that I feel like we should discuss. Even if it is now, like, a couple of weeks old. Well, I, yeah, well, obviously, yeah, I'm, I, I want to talk about this, so it's a, it's a dope, but, like, it's, uh, you know, we are, like, the, the console of choice that we have of the two, like, ones that are butting heads. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, like, like we, we the Switch is its own thing. Yeah, Switch is its own thing. Yeah, we, we, we don't count that uh, for, for various reasons, but, um, but yeah, we're PlayStation players. Like, that's what we do. We both own Xboxes, but... We, PlayStation Nation. We're PlayStation Nation, baby. No, oh, but um, I hate that so much. <laughs> hey, you, I feel, you brought I feel, it up. I feel sick saying it. Just like, yeah, excuse me now. I just need to go take a shower before we hit the <laughs> recording. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, I, I think it's definitely something we need to talk about because yeah, what a weird, like, like, just weird stuff in Dope or Note this yeah. week. Yeah, well, I mean, because so far, how Sony have been handling all the PS5 stuff has just been really strange. It's odd. And yeah. some sort of strange deal with Wired, because they've had, they've had the two exclusives so far. Yeah, like, uh, of all the of all the places. Anyway, yeah. Um, well, there's some details and stuff as well, like, from the whole thing about what we can kind of expect, I guess. Yeah, I mean, the gist of it is there's a bit of tech talk, which I guess is, which I think is why Sony went this way. Yeah, like it makes going, sense, I guess. Going through why, because like it's not like they're showing trailers for new games. No, no. Nor, nor are they showing the console. But it's like, hey, look, 
PS5 is coming, here's an idea of what's inside it. Like, so we know stuff like the solid state drive. Yep. Uh, they, they, talk, they are talking up a new controller, which I think is like, of the two articles, the wide one goes into the tech side a bit and I think touches on the controller. But the blog, the PlayStation blog account mentions it specifically. In fact, the PlayStation blog is, um, the, the sub headline is like featuring a new controller with haptic technology and adaptive triggers. So yeah, they seem so, pretty proud of his controller. So this, uh, this, I don't know. I don't know whether it was, it's hard for me to say cause without actually seeing it or anything like that, but I, the adaptive triggers or the, the improved haptic, haptic feedback of like, I feel like the Xbox one controller already does that. Cause I remember talking specifically about the triggers having the yeah. rumble and the triggers during like playing um Forza Horizon 4 and feeling the resistance through rumble of like the brakes locking up and stuff like that. So when I heard that, they're like, yeah, it's this whole new thing. I'm like, without seeing it or knowing any more about it, I'm like, is it though? Like, it, yeah. It's I think of- they, they definitely have some, they call it, um, what do they call it? They call it impulse triggers. Yep. Yep. I'm not sure. I mean, I assume I I do assume that haptic is along the same lines, especially when they mention the triggers. It really does remind me, yeah, of what, like you said, like the Xbox One controller. Mm, uh, and I, I, so I thought there was already a thing on that, but I, it could be completely different. I, again, without seeing oh, yeah. it, I mean, it's early days. Uh, um, well, I, I was looking on like because uh, Eurogame have got a whole like specs roundup of everything on there as well. Um, saying the controls gonna be USB. Type C as well. Hell yes. Which fucking thank God. Get um, everyone get a ball of the USB C because it's yeah. my favorite thing. It's the most sturdiest of the <laughs> of the charge cables. Um it's gonna be heavier than the DualShock 4, which I guess is not a bad thing. DualShock 4 is not. Um I'm still heavy. honestly I'm still of the opinion that DualShock 4 is my favorite controller, I think. I think so. And I, it's it's hard to say because we're so like it's our go-to. I so mean, we're so used to it, but I mean, yeah. I do, I do like the Xbox One controller though. It is a nice controller. I just, I really like how a PS4 controller just slips into my hand and just sits there. Right? That's true. Yep. And I think, yeah, you are right in the sense because I think a large part of that is coming from DualShock Two and Three, where it's like, it's yep. like those controllers aren't uncomfortable, but the curves help. Yeah, they they've sort of improved on it, and so, like the so uh, the material them, so on yeah. the back of the, the back of a controller is just nice. Yeah, it does feel it's a, it's a nice controller, but um, yeah. I mean, when they say new controller, I honestly don't expect it to look that different from the DualShock Four. Honestly, I mean, I mean, because when it comes down to it, that the the DualShock the DualShock itself, no matter which one you look at, that's like that's branding. That's it is. Sony's branding. Much like how it's not surprising that it's called the PS5, I wouldn't yeah. be terribly surprised when they're like, hey, here's the DualShock 5, and it looks sort of like the DualShock 4, but with these extra bells and whistles. Yeah. Uh, I think one of my th- the things that I... Just, obviously, the tech stuff's been talked to death. I think the interesting conversation to sort of dig in here is just Sony's approach to the PS5. Yeah. It's sort of unceremoniously announced each time, isn't it? Yeah, but at the same time, like like I said earlier, going through wired when you're showing off tech stuff is not a terrible idea. True. And the night it happened, I can't remember the exact night, but the, when it did, that was all my Twitter feed was. 
Yeah, true. But it definitely lit up the social medias I was checking, which is, like, aside from getting it out in wide, a reputable source. Uh, I mean, it, that's that shows that it definitely people were talking about it. I guess, yeah. Like, it's, I mean, it's especially because, like, if you're, like, for someone like you, your Twitter like feed is probably a lot of people in the know. So it's, you know, it kind of makes sense that, that there are people out there. But if you think about someone like, you know, Joe Blow, who just has his PS4 and plays, buys buys FIFA every year, but likes to play, you know, jump in and play a couple of different things here and there, like doesn't really expand outside the norm all that much, loves Uncharted, all that kind of thing. Like it's... I know that this announcement's not for them, but they that's would exactly, still... That's, that's exactly what I'm going to say, but yeah, go on. It's not for them, but like, there's there's still a... I don't know. I I expected a little bit more from Sony, I think, but I don't know. I, so if, when it comes down to it, when they're not showing off the box or the controller or like games running on the system, I think this is the best approach. Yeah, okay. Like, imagine if they if they'd taken to the stage to talk about the PS5, but they really only said what like talked about some of the specs, talked about Joel. Let me take you back. Yeah, I was gonna say yes. Let me take you back to the Nintendo Switch. Yep. Trying to showcase HD Rumble. Yeah. And true. granted, now that I've held it and I've used it, I sort of get it. But just watching and describe it, I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, what is happening? <laughs> well, even if you want to go with something a little bit even more, like, recent, like, Microsoft's conference this year at E3, talking about Scarlet, where yes. they did they did try and talk about tech stuff, they didn't show anything. Yeah, so... Said, so, I guess, yeah, you're right, that's a good point. From that perspective, I think this is really the best approach, because, you know what, like, we do know that next year sometime, probably early next year, I think... I'm trying to think when the PS4, before that came out, they had that big thing early in the year. We had all the developers come out and talk about the games they were making. Because yeah. that's when we first learned about Destiny, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Or at least saw it. And I like. I think we can all safely assume there'll be one of those early next year. Uh, and that's when I think Joe Blow will find out about the PS5. Right now, right. He'll, he'll, he can still hear about it. Like... If he's even, well, I guess, less so now, but at around that time, if he was even, like, casually, like, maybe he checks hashtags or tr- checks trending topics, like... That's true. Yeah. It would have it would have been there. Uh, but, yeah, the big full reveal will definitely catch everyone else's attention. I I just think it's an, it's an interesting way that Sony is approaching this next gen. Well, the, the other thing that's sort of sticking out in my mind, like, you mentioned before about the fact that, like, t- in tech-wise, it's going to have things like a... Solid state drive in it. So, solid state drives are not exp- are not cheap. Joel, this is going to be an expensive console, and I yeah. think people should prepare themselves. Yeah, I think this this has the potential to be another five hundred ninety nine US dollars moment. Um, so, yeah, do you think? I, I guess the question I'm sort of formulating in my mind: Do you think that will fly in this day and age? Here's the thing. And here's where I think Sony, not even just Sony, like, because I, I honestly, even if they go for the two different models, like Microsoft's flagship, like the, the, the fancy one, also be expensive. What, right. what helps 
is there's no real... I think Sony's cool if you're not picking this up at launch because of how... I think the gap for cross-gen is going to be bigger. We saw at the launch of PS4 and Xbox One, there was a reasonable length of cross-gen. But I think this one could last longer. Because, I mean, the... Yeah, the cross-gen was a lot of, like, remasters, quote-unquote remasters that were, were like... Mm. You can play this game again. Um, and stuff like Assassin's Creed came out on PS3 and PS4. If you had the PS3 copy, you could pay a fee to upgrade to the PS4 version, etc., etc. Right. Uh, and we um, already know that going forward, backwards compatibility, because I, I I honestly believe purely because of Microsoft. Like, Sony cannot ignore it. Yeah. I, yeah. So the reports no, that- are basically that the PS5 will be fully, at least with PS4 games, like, I think it will natively be able to run them. Along yeah. Those I don't want don't quote me. I just perused that headline earlier, but it, it's even if it's not true, like they can't ignore it. It because... seems like they're building on on similar architecture. Like yeah, because yeah. the realistic situation is putting what we know about the PS5 and the Xbox the Scarlet next to each other. As much as I love all those PlayStation exclusives, mm-hmm. knowing there's that cross-gen window definitely eases my desire to buy that console immediately. And Which, yeah, sorry. I, I was just going to say, like the the killer. We talked about it earlier. We talked about subscription services. I've been I fired up my Xbox One this week to just because I was going to pick up Outer Worlds on it. I was like, oh, I'll jump on Games Pass and have a look. Joel, Games Pass is ridiculous, dude. I so I, I, we talked. Ridiculous. I talked to you about this off like off air, but oh. like I have changed my my Xbox subscription. I've I've signed up to the um game pass ultimate because it i mean why wouldn't i it, i think it's a little bit cheaper or it's about the same price but i also get i can play stuff on my pc now so i've currently got outer worlds pre-installed and as soon as we finish recording this tonight i'm gonna fire it up and because uh, it was an introductory price for game pass ultimate it was a dollar so i've at this stage i have paid a dollar for to play outer worlds at launch on my PC, which, you know, that's fucking insane. Like I and, opened up, I booted up my Xbox to, to do that, to get out of worlds and ended up tagging four other games instead. Like mm-hmm. queued up Blair, Witch, I queued up out of wilds, which I feel like is a must play yep. for this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, screw it. I'll tag gears of war five. Why not? <laughs> yeah. I look, I almost downloaded gears of war five last night as well, but I ended up going with creature in the well. Cause I'm like, it's a game I want to play. Uh, I've been really well. Was another one I tagged up. That's that's like, what I yeah. I downloaded it last night. Fired it up. Like it's it's just it's crazy value. And the fact, well, we don't know for sure, but we can pretty based on the direction Microsoft is heading in, it's a fair assumption that when the next Xbox comes out, you'll have access to a lot of that stuff. I think at the very at the at, at worst least the, case the, scenario, like the exclusive stuff. I think worst case scenario, it might be, there might be an extra tier. Like they might get rid of like the normal. So it's like, it's an extra five bucks a month, but you can play those Xbox Scarlet games as well. Those exclusives on, on, uh, on games pass, which not a terrible idea. I mean, if they make it reason, even an extra 10 bucks, they could get away with. I argue like I'm talking Australian currency here as well, but, um, but yeah, I'm sure they could get away with that because they've proved to everyone, the Games Pass is a viable thing. It's ridiculous. That- like, Sony is sitting on PlayStation now, and it has, if I just... They're literally sitting on it and smothering it until it, like, suffocates almost. It's 
yeah i like fair game we can't access it because you know of the streaming restrictions but i'm like americans can download ps4 games using it mm-hmm. like it's just da- like oh, you mm-hmm. guys can't have that i'm like well hang on i could download a ps4 game like yeah even just a ps3 game yeah well, they should they should all be allowed to be downloaded don't get me wrong but yeah the, the, the fact that you can download ps4 games on it and we still don't get it is i don't know kind of sucks and I'm sure that'll change with PS5 again because I feel like with Microsoft going the way they are with Games Pass, you know, Sony can't afford to. They have to to, to, to scoff at it. Yeah, Microsoft uh, have forced their hand. Like they they need to do this, otherwise they are going to take a significant hit. Yeah. Um. It's yeah, and I, I mean, like, it's really sc- not scary, I guess, because it is all just you know. But it it's pretty alarming to look at this situation and go, and then look back at that. PS3, E3, like, announcements. Look, that's fair. Like, that PS3, E3 is infamous. It's infamous for being a a train wreck. And we laugh at it and we we joke about it. We reference it a lot with our our social group of friends. But, like, at at the moment, it feels like Sony's going down that road again. And it's like, everyone's just pointing back at that going, "Do, do you not remember? I don't know that Sony's back at that level of arrogance again yet. I don't know, man. They've, man, they've had this generation. They've been pre. It may be not as bad, but it's pretty um, bad at some points. The last twelve months or so, like we don't count the start because that was just them taking cheap shot, cheap shots against Xbox. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And you that's... know what? Like we were among those going, yeah, Sony. Like when they that's when true. they put it that that had had a like. Uh, play use games or share games with your friends and it's just yeah, just yeah. giving him the disc it's like <laughs> very funny yeah. but like in the last 12 months or so like Sony I'm not sure if we're if I'm just mistaking arrogance for them clamming up because they are basically seemingly in full swing for next gen and the games they've got coming out well Death Stranding is now what two and a half weeks away oh god yeah Last of Us Part 2 is next February mm-hmm uh, Ghost of Tsushima, unknown, but it unknown. seems seems reasonable to expect that as a launch game. I would say, yeah, cross cross platform, but launch game for sure. I think, yeah, I think that's that, that game's fate. Um, which is not a bad fate because I think having what like Sucker Punch's new game be a launch title, I think, is a good thing. I mean, well, yeah. okay, I say that, but then also the PS4 had Infamous Second Son, didn't it? Yeah, as but a launch I th- title. Tsushima, I think, looks more exciting than Second Son did initially. It's a new it's, IP as well. Exa- it helps. That's that's the killer thing. It's a new yeah. IP. Yeah. And yeah, I just I think I do think on some level Sony is being pretty clever with how mm-hmm. they're they're sneaking their PS5 stuff out. But But could- there are other there are other like like kind of alarm bells going as well. It's like what what why did Sean Layden leave? Like That that we may never know. We, I, 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 we probably will never know, but like, is it because that, that, that the company is moving in a direction that he's not super keen on? Cause I mean, I'd like to think that I kind of aligned a little bit with how I liked a lot of what, 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 um, Sean did for the company. I think it's, he did a lot of good stuff, but, um, and like stopped a lot of bad stuff in, in some aspects as well. Um, some of the, Jim Ryan things I think he went up against it were probably for the best but yeah I don't know it's 
Yeah, I mean, Sean Layden's still been pretty quiet on Twitter, so... Mm, yeah, like, I... I we, we just... We don't even know what he's doing. Know. Maybe if he's... Because he, it, it, we don't know. Is he retired? Is it's he... gossip. It's gossip. Stop. Hey, sorry, I can't. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, like, it, I would love to know what happened. But, yeah, it just seems like silence on all fronts. Completely different yeah. to how things went with Reggie, for example, where when he was stepping down, we knew Doug Powser was going to replace him, and we had mm-hmm. that build-up. Uh, granted, like, Reggie was, I think, a bit more of a personality than Sean Lane. Sean Lane, not to say that he wasn't one, but he was one of the I people think, up on stage yeah. last year at the Game Awards with Reggie and yeah. Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer, yeah. Like, he is as close as we've got at the moment. Yes, or, absolutely. Like, we had at the moment to a, a, like, face of Sony, really. Um, it, 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 it was like him or Shuhei Yoshida, but, like, it's, yeah. It was just a weird way it was all handled, but yeah. anyway. this it, It's interesting. I think we are we are on the precipice of, like, hearing something even like an announcement of like an announcement of an announcement so we we get like a so february this date get hyped playstation nation let's go like you know what i mean i guess i gotta be real careful when i do it because again feb march for for ps4 is true like last of us part two Mm -hmm. then two weeks later final fantasy 7 like both ps4 exclusives like well, here's the thing. Do they do it after that and they use that as like a, not a swan song, but like, it's like, all right, now we've done all the stuff that, this is all the stuff that we've been talking about, Ghost of Tsushima, Ghost of Tsushima aside, but like, we've done all the stuff we've been talking about. Are you ready for the future now? Like, that's... Yeah. Like, I could see even that, that being a good way to do it. Like, wait until after those two games are out. Yep. Yeah. Interesting times. Know. Yeah. Interesting like, times. It's weird because, yeah, like, essentially what sony is saying we are about a year away from next gen yeah it's 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 really exciting too because i i think even before we did we started doing this show like we were obviously heavily following what was going on in the industry because it's our thing it's what we like to do and it's our hobby and passion and we like to talk about it it's what we it's what we do but um i think it's it's really like it got into a point that where you could almost predict what things were going to how things were going to play out and in the last like 12 months two years even like things have just started to get a little bit more unpredictable um and it's exciting but scary in a way like i've been through some pretty crazy like pre like gen or pre-new console launches like Mm -hmm. i i will never forget all the the project cafe stuff for the uh the wii u i think oh yeah cafe wasn't it was it, wait, wait, cafe was was that the stuff with the the robot? No, Oh. Project Cafe. I'm trying to remember now. I can. I went to Google Project Cafe. <laughs> yeah, so Project Cafe was the Wii U, I think. Okay. Yep. Um, but it was just such wild and rampant speculation. Yeah. Uh, and then even like before the Switch, I remember so many of the mock-ups when we heard that it was going to be a hybrid, like, portable and console. Oh, do you remember the times where it's like, oh, this is the end of Nintendo, and yeah. now look at them. Like, it's, you know, yeah. Even back so when cool. the Nintendo Wii was a revolution, and there was that Better moment name. when Awata revealed the controller, like... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think those days might be behind us, and I think it is also largely in part to how quick the turnarounds have to be now. Like, you can't announce your console two years ahead of release. It's like, no, no. Like, whisper about it, 
and then like a few months or like in the same year it's coming out, then you reveal it. Yeah. For the for that quicker turnaround. But yeah, it's just an interesting time, interesting future ahead for to see what the next generation holds. We will be here ready to cover it. You bet. I'm ready. I'm so excited. I'm so yeah, excited I'm... for for new consoles. I can't wait to see how the games look. Uh, I'm just yeah excited for more juicy juicy details. That's what I'm I'm excited for. I'm just like I'm please. I'm s- remaining un uncommitted to a PS5 unless you know, like the, the only thing that can shift me is if they go oh by the way like because uh, I assume it's going to happen eventually but like Final Fantasy 7 remake part one like on PS5 max specs like I'm there. I'm I'm just there. Yeah. I won't I won't be able to say no. I'm a fragile, weak human being who just wants to play Seven Remake in its best possible form. So there's nothing uh, there's nothing for me at the moment that's making yeah, me go. Which is great. That's good for you. Because that, yeah, like we said, that I think this console will be expensive. Oh yeah. Um What I will say is but as now that we actually have a next gen coming, I am keeping my eye on four K TVs because it's time. Uh, <laughs> yep. Took the plunge. Do not Yeah, I, it. I know I know you did and like my TV is working fine, so I'm not going to jump immediately. I am watching because, yeah, with next gen, it's going to be one of those things where it's like, well, why not? The consoles are going to be taking full advantage of it. Like, may as well have a better TV. I had the flimsiest. We had the flimsiest of, like, justifications, but, you know, we made it work. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, we've moved to a house. The land room's a little bit bigger now. It's hard to read stuff on the TV. <laughs> that, was, that was where it all started. And then, yeah, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. No looking back now. Um, but yeah, PS Five. It yeah, it draws nearer. It does. It does. Oh boy, let's um. Well, is there anything else? <clears throat> uh look, I have been week? keeping an eye, but yeah, no, no, not really. It's pretty quiet. Pretty quiet. Everyone's playing Outer Worlds. Yeah. No, it's not true. All the reviewers are playing Death Stranding. The... Oh, they fucking are too. They are. They are, Joel. They know that game. And we are simply clueless fools. Yeah. I, mm, God, I can't wait. But I, I have to wait. I've officially... <laughs> I told you before the show, but I've officially unfollowed, temporarily, unfollowed Hideo Kojima. Yep. I've chucked a mute on Death Stranding because I feel like I, I saw that last update today with the Conan O'Brien stuff. Like, that's... Like it's weird, and I don't know how I feel about the Conan cameo, but what he what you get from him, I'm like I kind of like that. Yeah, that would have been a cool surprise. So I'm like I'm out, I'm out, I'm blackout on on Kojima and and Death Stranding until I play the game, which is getting so close. So close yeah, to. it's uh, but you know we we didn't think it was going to happen, but it it has happened. It has. It's so close. Anyway, anyway. Well then, I think that might be a show. Might be a show. Well, then I guess I better get ready to uh, <laughs> outro the, the show. show. Yeah. I'm still, I haven't got my, I haven't got my, like my banter down for that yet. <laughs> um, but if you have made it this far in the show, um, relatively shorter episode this week, because there wasn't much going on. And, you know, I wouldn't be offended if a lot of you skipped past me just waffling on about mobile games. But um, no, no, no. If you've re- if you skip past it and you've got to this part, go back and listen to it. No, oh, oh, thank you, Karen. I Go back and listen it. to Apple Arcade because it's a cool service, even if it's not for me. Because mm-hmm. I, I just, I just don't play games on my phone. Like not not real games, I guess is the best way to describe it. I play those stupid gatches because I fire yep. it up. I I get my logins, 
I quit. <laughs> and they go, hey, here's a banner or something you like. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll use all those free currency. Oh, I didn't get them. Close again for like a month and come back oh. in a month and get them. But yeah, go back and listen to it if you did, if you skipped it. How yeah. dare you? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, but uh, yes, uh, thank you for listening to the episode. Uh, if, you, if you've made it all the way through. Um uh, we really appreciate it. If you could go and give us a rating on, is iTunes still a thing? I don't know. Um, Apple Podcasts is surely a thing now. Apple Podcasts. On whatever, whatever podcast yeah, service There's you so use, many. Yeah. We get thrown into all of them because of like just how podcasts bounce around with the RSS feeds. We're kind of just yeah. Google's. Um, whatever also, you listen to us on, just chuck something to us. <laughs> also, if, if there is a podcast service that you think we should be on um, and that we're not, please let us know and maybe we'll look into trying getting on there. Um, but yeah, go and follow us on Spotify, all that kind of jazz. Um, and you can also find so us. So glad podcasts are on Spotify. I love it. Yeah. That's what, that's what I use, especially now on Android. And that's Hell, what I use for my podcast. Hell yes. Um, but, uh, but yeah, if you want to follow us on our uh, social medias, we are at dialogue options across uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that jazz. Um, we posting up some quote. Karen put up a whole bunch of really cool pictures from PAX uh, over the weekend on our Instagram page. Did a very good job of that. I went back and had a look at those. I'm still cool. missing PAX quite badly, but it's fine. Well, that was the reason why I went back to look at them. because I wanted to go back and look at your video of the intro, uh, the, um, the, <gasps> the, the, the Q hall, the doom stuff. And I was like, so oh, good. good times. Um, but yeah, if you want to go check out our adventures through there, um, please do that. Go and follow us. Uh, if you want to follow us at our personal account, you can find me at Jolly Mac, where, um, yeah, if you want to see <laughs> me talk about Apple Arcade more, the last thing I've been tweeting about, I did a, a, a few recommendations of of things, um, of the, the three games basically that I talked about today. I did a little bit of a blurb about each of them and a gif of those games, um, and I asked for any recommendations that I should check out, which I'm going to extend to all the listeners now. If you have Apple Arcade, and you uh, and you found a game that I haven't really mentioned or discovered yet? Please, please, please let me know. I will check it out because <clears throat> sayonara, well, I've yeah, I'm, that's yeah, oh, it's really interesting. I might have to, I might watch a trailer for it. We'll I, might, it might be worth looking at. I don't know. Yeah, I think maybe. you might. I think you might be interested in it. Yeah, it might be my kind of thing. I don't know. Um, but anyway, that's where you can find me. Where can they find you, Karen? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at X. and my most recent tweet. It's a bit of a sad one, Joel. Uh, oh. It's been a long week. It's been a busy week. It's been a stressful week, mm-hmm. and it and it didn't culminate well yesterday when I was trying to grab a coat hanger that fell behind some shelving at my in my room and uh I knocked my poor Samus Figma off and <gasps> broke her torso joint. Oh no! It, I invented was just like I wonder how I can fix this and did some googling, and then bounced over to Ami and they're like, hey, we've got a pre owned copy, a pre owned one for like fifty five bucks, and then hit hit buy. So, <laughs> I've still got to repair my um. I'm looking. She's right next to me right now. Um, my uh, Rise figure that I got from Japan. She it got sucks right? when, when they break. Yeah. But um, my- yeah. But apart from that, just that's a bit- I just yeah. really tweeted a gift from that new Star Wars trailer. <sighs> God, probably probably don't watch it if you're trying to be media blackout. But actually, it's <sighs> a very good point. Yeah, if you haven't watched it yet and you are excited for Star <sighs> Wars, probably don't. But I mean, <laughs> oh man. Did it make me tear up? Yes, oh, it did. Um, that version of the of the theme song. Oh, it's very, very so good, good. Very good. Uh, but yeah, that's really about it for me. Excellent. Well, in that case, thank you once again for listening, and we'll see you guys next week.
Options Podcast.